So I want you to think about that in the back of your head because insurance companies do the same type of underwriting. But the idea of insurance, like when you insure your home, when you insure your car, when you insure other things in your life, there cannot be an incentive to like want to use that insurance. So for instance, you should not be incentivized to burn down your house. If if our house is worth a million, but I got it insured for three million, I'm not saying that this would happen, but I'm just saying like there may be a thought in my head to be like, wow, this house is actually worth more burned down to the ground than than standing. Hmm. So insurance by its definition, you can't over-insure something because that that defeats the purpose. You can't get rich off of insurance. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey everyone, we are live. It's March 12th. Welcome to Better Wealth Late Night with Dom and Caleb. It's been one of those days, believe it or not, where we did not have any time to do go live until now. And um, we're getting this in before we get dumped with a bunch of snow in Denver. How was your day today, my, my friend? Well, thank you for asking. If uh, if you don't mind me sharing, my day was absolutely fantastic, and uh, I'm glad to be here. It's what seven o'clock, seven seventeen, and uh, my wife thinks that I've abandoned her because I spend more time with Better Wealth <laughs> than I do with uh, the team. So that that's always fun. Sounds like a personal issue, my friend. I don't. <laughs> well, kidding. you should see Dan and Caleb. They uh, they like fingers crossed, hoping that it snows really bad. So I stay the night, and so I, they're like. I told uh, you. I said. <laughs> Uh, you should better, better bring an extra pair of clothes. And and I think uh, your wife shot that down ASAP. Yeah. Well, Dan started dancing when he, when you said, like, you better bring an extra. He's like, <laughs> I just, just imagine how much we could get done. Oh, things would be insane. It'd be, it, and that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. Um, but, but explain what we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, because I, I mean, Jamie, you're probably not watching this, but if you are, I, I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. Uh, we love you, and I just love Dom maybe a little bit more than you. So <laughs> mm, yeah, she she might fight you for that one. But, oh um, man! So yeah, I mean, it's been a, a crazy last few weeks uh, just because of the things we've been accomplishing. Uh, first and foremost, you and I going to uh, San Diego and uh, speaking to a bunch of um, entrepreneurs, real estate investors, financial advisors on how they can essentially uh, capture stages. And it was incredible and how they can tell their own personal story. And then last week, we spent time with the, the one and only Dave. Uh, oh, I keep, yeah, I keep right. telling people that I am on calls with that he's the uh, top 0.1% of the entire world in uh, uh, financial minds. And he's just absolutely incredible. Yes. And so people are really, really excited because, you know, we're, we're talking about even like do, starting to do like workshops and things like that. And uh, they're excited to, you know, potentially get the opportunity to work with him. And now here I am another Friday night. Uh, busting some episodes out on the podcast and uh, it's just a, a everyday grind and we just have fun doing it you know it's amazing is we have six people watching and counting which thank you thank you thank you for watching live if you have any questions for me for dom for better wealth make sure to put it in the chat live chat uh, we'll be answering all the questions um but let's let's talk about well first of all i just wanted to circle back to the dave thing we had a workshop, we had, a, it was an intimate workshop and Dave, you will be hearing more for, uh, of him as, as we grow and, and continue to share the message. He's unbelievable, uh, just on, out, of, out of this world, unbelievable. And his ability to communicate, his ability to develop software, 
it's pretty it's pretty incredible he's, so, he's one talented human being that's for sure yeah we were we were blessed greatly by him all right so make sure to like this video subscribe to the youtube channel and if you have any live questions for us please let us know but with that let's talk about and asset a lot of you've been asking caleb you've written a book and asset and it seems like you're you have a lot of good content about life insurance about overfunded life insurance it also you guys have a lot of content on you know models and we we talk about you know different things like that and about coaching and and all that good stuff it's like do you guys do and then you guys introduced jonathan who's running our ria and then like you seem to have people that do real estate and in fact i was just on a real estate show uh this today and and so i think dom there's some confusion about like what this youtube channel is all about and we've talked about this because i like very much want to be i want to go crazy with life insurance content because i feel like every time i want to stop i see a video like the meet kevin's video or something and i go okay there's still some work to be done here and so we just gotta like we gotta share this message but i also like i want people to know that it's it's a tool and i think we've come full circle to say like listen it's a tool it's a powerful tool but it's not gonna self make your whole life i, I really do mean that so before we kind of share some some of where we're thinking about going anything that you want to add to that concept yeah uh, i'm having a, a lot of conversations on the front line with a lot of people and the conversations are either twofolds. They're around life insurance specifically. They have tons of questions around life insurance, or it's about like overall financial planning, financial coaching strategies. And the the tough part is, hey, where do you point people when they have a ton of life insurance questions that yep. they want to continuously get more education, right? We have the book, which is incredible, the handbook, things like that. Um, we have some material online. But if we point you to the podcast, or we point you to the YouTube channel as of now, Better Wealth, you're going to get a bunch of different um, ideas in regards to money, wealth, fulfillment, all types of stuff. But it's not specific to life insurance. There's a few videos there sprinkled in. And so what it would be ideal is if we could just point clients, the people we serve at a high level, hey, if you want to know about the end asset specifically, like go to this channel and it'll answer all of your questions and you can learn everything from the horse's mouth. Yep. So one of the things that we're going to be looking at it's interesting because i've gotten some mixed opinions about like don't start a new channel because then you like hurt your numbers and growth but the benefit of starting a new channel is i think we can really much be like hey listen this is the channel the one-stop shop if you want to learn about life insurance overfunded insurance maybe index universal life insurance how life and we're just like content it'll be consistent um and then better wealth don't get me wrong we're still going to talk about that but there's other people that I want to bring in. I want it very much to be a platform. And I also want to do a better job documenting the journey of building better wealth. I mean, I'm telling you, man, if people saw a fraction of what went in behind the scenes, they would even be more in love with what we're building and why we're building it. And, and so I'm, I'm excited about that. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Um, but I'm a big fan of having the right person in the right seat for, for something. And I for sure don't have capacity to have own an, another YouTube channel because it's just like there's just it gets pretty overwhelming making a ton of content. And so I remember sitting down with you and I'm saying, Dom, as the Better Well specialist, if we go down this route, you're gonna be the you're gonna be the face of this. And yes, I'll collaborate. And yes, we'll 
will spend a day and crank out a bunch of content. But at the end of the day, this guy's face is going to be very much representing that. The other thing that I'm really excited about is we are we're coming out with a and asset vault, which is to, coming soon. <laughs> but it's going to be incredible. Sneak peek for for you analyticals. We're going to have calculators. We're going to have illustrations. It's going to like for some people they're like that's amazing. Um, for others, we're going to have spe- tailored videos and like like infographics. We're going to have an in-depth Q&A. And then we're going to have a very niche. If all you care about is the and asset and that's what you want, we'll have a way for you to talk to a specialist. And and because there's some people that are like, hey, should I should I do unlimited? Should I do the like the coaching deal? Should I get my model or should I just get life insurance? Well, if if you ask me, I would much rather get the whole picture because I don't know what position you're in. If you have a lot of confidence where you're at and all you want is the end asset, obviously we don't want to just like turn you away. And so it's kind of like this, what what comes first? And I think we've been able to serve people both in powerful ways. And and so that's kind of the direction we're going. And once we get that in line, Better Wealth will continue to will continue to document the journey. We're gonna continue to have great guests on. We're gonna still continue to talk about the end asset, but we're gonna have a lot more content because we can go super deep. I'm pretty confident. 95% of the questions on this website we could answer just just because we that's what we that's what we live and breathe for mm-hmm. so long. So anyways, anything that you want to say before we before we jump in about the Q&A? Yeah, no, I'm just super excited for us to create all of this material uh for so many reasons because I, a lot of the times I get on a call and I'm having to answer a lot of these questions or educate individuals and sometimes it takes up a lot of time to where we can't get to like the meat and potatoes of of what's important on how we can use it on you know what you're trying to accomplish like those types of stuff and so i'm really excited because i don't believe that there's going to be anywhere else you know on the internet where you can get as much information around the end asset that we're going to provide and it's going to be very 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 powerful for everybody i love it man i want to give dan a shout out and we don't we don't know where you are but Thank you for giving a shout out. Yeah. We appreciate that you're watching the show. If you have any questions, by the way, this is your this is your chance to to maybe stump yeah. Dom and I. He's one of the few that could probably do it. Um, all right, so let's jump in to questions. You want me to read them to you, or do you? I'll just read them in general, and then we can take turns. Okay. Uh, you know, going back and forth. And by the way, if you have any questions about life, literally any question, feel free to put it in the chat. That's the benefit of watching us live. And that's also the benefit if you're like, I didn't know that you were live and I didn't get any notification. There's this thing called the bell. And the bell is something on YouTube. Once you subscribe, it's right next to the subscription tab or whatever. And it will notify you when our videos drop and notify you when we go live. So with that, what's question number one? Amazing. So uh, question number one, and they're actually lumped together into uh, two categories. And so the first question is, is all around taxes and life insurance. So how life insurance is taxed? How are the proceeds taxed? Are they taxed at all? Is the growth taxed? It's just anything and everything around life insurance. The, the premium deductible. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all. You want, you want me to answer that? Um, sure. We can know. It doesn't matter who goes first. You know, if you like to go first and take this big dog, it's all you. All right. So. When it comes to life insurance, life insurance is a contract between you and the insurance company. And one of the big benefits of why people like life insurance is because of the tax benefits that you get by that. Now, some people call this the rich, this is not maybe not right to say in today's age, but it's the rich man's Roth or, you know, it's like a super Roth. 
And the reason they say that is Roths, any money going into a Roth, you don't get any special deduction. But once in a Roth, it grows tax-free and can be used tax-free. Life insurance is maybe a little bit different. If if you utilize a life insurance, in most cases, you don't get a deduction of money going in. And there's always exceptions, but I'm talking about the majority of the time when we're overfunding or using life insurance at the foundation of your plan. So you don't get a deduction for for money going in. But once your money's in, it can it will grow tax deferred and you can and you can utilize it tax free if you use it properly. If you use loans and you borrow against the policy, that's a that's at this point a tax free way to access your money. Um, and if you don't use it and you withdraw money, obviously you have to pay, you have to pay tax on the interest. Um, but life insurance is last in first out. So, um, that's also a benefit. And, and some people, um, what I mean by that is even if you have, if you put in a hundred thousand and say your cash value is 200,000, the, the way that a lot of people would say, probably including us in most cases is taking a policy loan would probably be a good way to do that. It depends on your policy. And so in that case, you don't have to worry about taxes because when you pass away, your death benefit will pay off the outstanding loan. If you do take withdrawals, you can withdraw all the money that you put in with no no problem with taxes. If you draw, if you tap into the interest and actually take a withdrawal, that's where taxes can come into play. Anything that you would add to that? No, honestly, you went you went pretty deep there in regards to to all of it. So uh, I think that's a pretty good answer. Yeah, life insurance is an incredible vehicle because, again, you have a tax-free death benefit, which is incredibly important, super valuable. I also want to mention a lot of people get, you know, emotional about MECs. What is a MEC? MEC is a modified endowment contract, and what a MEC essentially stands for is, or I I said what it stands for, but you the disadvantage of a MEC is your money you don't get the same tax advantages, but the death benefit is still income tax-free. So, so if for people that are older or for the right situation, it may make sense to mech a policy that the, the, the disadvantage on taxes is minimal, but you still get a tax-free death benefit, which is incredibly important. So I just want you to know, like, don't, if anyone ever says this is the way that it has to be done, this is the product it always has to be, just be very, like, always take a step back and say, what result do you want? And is this thing being designed to help me get the result that I want? Amazing. All right, let's do the next question. And uh, I was looking at a lot of these questions as you were speaking, and a lot of them actually really don't make a ton of sense. Okay. Um, and so I actually wrote down some questions that oh. being on the front lines, I get on a consistent basis. So I think this will actually be more tailored towards the end asset as well. Cool. That'll, that'll give uh, the listeners some more context. Um, so next question is, is how much can I contribute to my end asset? And that's a question that I get asked all the time because people are super confused around um, what's the minimum, what's the maximum, how much can I contribute? Is it an annual basis? Is it you know monthly? How long do I do this for? Like all of these questions in regard to contribution are super confusing to you know a lot of the individuals that I speak with. Um, so it's officially my turn, isn't it? Yes. It's so your turn. to answer the question. Uh, it's all going to be based around a couple different factors. One, it's going to be based around health. It's going to be based around age, and it's going to be based around um, yeah, the amount of death benefit that you actually are getting approved for. So, based off of your net worth, your annual income, and your health, you're going to get approved for a human life value of life insurance, right? So, for Caleb, Caleb may be worth more than me because 
he's the CEO of uh, of Better Wealth, theoretically. So because of that, he may be approved for $10 million of death benefit because if he were to die today, that's what he's worth as a human. For me, let's say my human life value is $5 million. So from a maximum amount of contribution, Caleb specifically can actually put in more money than me because his contribution is going to equal his total death benefit if I were to put in the maximum amount. So I'm just going to use examples because it's easier. So let's say that $20,000 a year equaled $5,000 a death benefit. These numbers are arbitrary. So that means I could only contribute $20,000 a year. Now, if I were to put in $40,000 a year, that maxed out my death benefit of $10 million, then that means that's the most amount of money that I can actually contribute to it. If I put in a, a dollar more than that, then that based off of the amount of death benefit I'm approved for, and that's when it becomes a modified endowment contract that you were discussing and talking about. So how much can you contribute? It's going to be based on death benefit. And it's also going to be based around what you want, right? The question is, is how much do you want to contribute? Because it's going to be based around your cash flow. It's going to be based around how much you're saving, based around what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to use the policy for. And that's also going to, you know, come back full circle background of, what is the minimum amount that we can put in? Uh, our minimum we have for better wealth is different than maybe the industry. And it's all going to be based around also what we're trying to accomplish as well. So if, if you believe in control, if you're an entrepreneur, you you know someone who believes that you're your greatest asset, we always advise that the minimum amount to start an end asset is 10K a year because we believe that if you're not hitting that landmark, not enough volume of money is going into the policy for it to make it work. And we believe that you should then go and try to find other ways to find more efficiencies to where you can have dollars coming back into your household economy to where you can then save more money, right? Or invest into yourself with courses, education, so you can learn to make more income. So then you can start an and asset as well. The, the caveat is on children. And there's <laughs> also another caveat yep. to that, but I won't, I don't even go down that road at this point. Here's, here's, I'll, I'll say another way to explain how much money can I put in and human life value? Because I think this is a confusing part. People go, number one, people are like, why are we applying for that much life insurance? And like, there, there's questions about the underwriting process. I'm going to relate this back to a house. And then I'm going to explain how insurance works. And I, hopefully this makes sense. So if you were, if you were, had a minimum wage job, you wouldn't be able to go to a bank and get a $10 million loan maybe back in the crazy days of and maybe that's why that got us in trouble in the first place you could state your income but at the end of the day the bank would be like there's no way that you could pay this loan so they do what's called an underwriting but they're underwriting solely based on can this individual actually pay for this loan okay so i want you to think about that in the back of your head because insurance companies do the same type of underwriting but the idea of insurance, like when you insure your home, when you insure your car, when you insure other things in your life, there cannot be an incentive to like want to use that insurance. So for instance, you should not be incentivized to burn down your house. If, if our house is worth a million, but I got it insured for 3 million, I'm not saying that this would happen, but I'm just saying like, there may be a thought in my head to be like, wow, this house is actually worth more burned down to the ground than, than standing. So insurance, by its definition, you can't over-insure something because that that defeats the purpose. You can't get rich off of insurance. Now, let's think about that. We think about underwriting. We think about the, the you can't get rich off of insurance is when it comes to a human being, 
to make this to tap into all the tax benefits of life insurance you you need it to be life insurance okay and but to qualify um you need to be able to get underwritten and and you obviously need to be healthy so there's that third aspect but not everyone can qualify for the amount of life insurance so for me i might be able to qualify for 10 million whereas dom in your in your example you 5 million so that's like they look at our assets and they look at their cash flow and say at your human life value dom is 5 million my human life value on paper is 10 million okay so they get that in place and then they say are you even healthy enough for us to take that risk because if you were super sick they would say sorry we're not going to insure you because it's just too much of a risk same with me so i just want you to know as you go through this process understand that like the the maximum amount is very much they look at your cash flow and assets they go through underwriting to make sure that you're not over insuring that you're not there's no incentive for foul play um and and sometimes looking at a mortgage can kind of help us understand that process a little bit more it's a great question and um i think this is something that we're trying to get cleaner um with as we just explained the underwriting process amazing so it looks like uh dan here um has an amazing question to ask um that i'm going to read off and answer it so the question is is if i have my human life value in term insurance how does converting a part of it into a whole life policy work all right so explaining human life value again just to make sure that we're clear so human life value is essentially what you are worth as a human being if you were to die today so if you got hit by a bus and died what are you worth as a human and so what we like to preach here at better wealth that protection and risk is super important can i go ahead sorry human life value yes but it's it's really what you're what they think on paper you're worth over a certain period of time over your your human life value and so yes i just want i just want to clarify that you you did say that but it's the it's maybe because you might not have any life insurance so you might pass away and it'd be like okay but it's like they look at where your current situation is and say over your human life this is the amount of wealth that you would accumulate amazing so at better wealth we think it's super important and valuable that at the bare minimum you get term insurance to protect your human life value Right. I mean, if you love your loved ones, your wife, your spouse, your kids, your husband, whoever that is, that's important to you. Being able to pass down your human life value of income is super important. And so a lot of times we start off our clients who aren't ready for an and asset um, to start in term. Term is super important. It's that protection tool. And even if you are ready to start an and asset, we'll start with an and asset. And then the the remainder of human life value, we will you know do the rest into term. So from the conversion standpoint, what that'll look like is, let's say your human life value was, let's just say we're gonna use the example of somebody only has term insurance. So they have term insurance for $5 million, so you're paying monthly. So we'll just say that's $100 a month that you're paying into your term policy. So now we wanna start an and asset because we feel like we're ready based off of our current circumstances. We've we've saved more, we've got an increase of income, we have the appropriate cash flow, and an and asset makes, offic- makes sense officially. And so what we would do is we would create an illustration for the amount of contribution that you wanted to contribute. So if you said, hey, I'm ready to do $10,000 a year into a policy. So we would see how much death benefit that $10,000 a year would use. So if that $10,000 a year used a million dollars of death benefit, mm-hmm. we have $5 million of, dollars of term insurance to convert. So what ends up happening is we would start your whole life policy 
at $10,000 a year, and that would use $1 million of death benefit. And now we have a remainder of $4 million of term insurance. So now we can make the decision on, do we keep the term insurance in place, which you highly suggest. You can stop paying the term insurance if that's an option that you want to take as well. It's all going to be based off of what you want. And you now have your and asset in place as well. So That was well done, my friend. Thank well you. Well done. I want to give Caleb Metcalf a shout out. You have a great name, by the way. <laughs> and he says, do I get life valuation of $10 million since my name is also Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and he was joking, of course. But um, hey, uh, what, what can I say? Who knows? You, you don't know if you don't go through underwriting. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> All right. Amazing. What's, uh, okay. So Dan asked, um, can you explain the power of using life insurance to buy real estate? You want to go, you want to give this a step? I've done the last two. So this is my new. <laughs> okay. So, and this is, this is a good question. And we get a lot of real estate, real estate investors, developers, syndications, um, come ask us like, how does the and asset work with real estate? Now, what are, what are the benefits of, of a real estate? Ho hopefully it grows in value. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you get cash flow. Mm -hmm. There's special tax advantages and you can use leverage to acquire the, the, the asset. So from a real estate standpoint, and I do have a video on my YouTube that I actually analyze, like, should you buy real estate kind of deal? Is that a good asset for you? Um, real estate's incredible, especially because our whole world revolves around cash flow, especially your personal economy, that you want real estate could be an amazing investment slash asset to own. And so that is the thing that will be that will be driving. And the real question is, should you take your cash and put it directly into real estate? Or should you route that through an and asset? Now, I can't straight up say that one is always better than the other because we don't know like the pros and cons of someone's situation. But in most cases, the and asset is not an or asset. It's not a you do this or real estate. It very much enhances each other because it's it's one, some of the two best assets to own in your financial life and in your in your portfolio. And what what people can do is they can fund their and asset and get all the internal benefits of life insurance. We're not just talking about the internal growth. We're talking about the retirement benefits of the future. We're talking about the different riders that we can't necessarily say that there's certain like long-term care riders, but we can say that there's riders that act like it. And you can get other additional riders to make the internal policy really valuable in itself. And then one of the other things that gives you a ton of value is you can use the uh, you can use your cash as collateral and then leverage against it while you still are continuing to grow the value in your policy and you're able to acquire other things like real estate in this example like real estate and now you had a dollar you get that dollar got you all the benefits of life insurance ever increasing and gave you the ability to have a real estate policy and we could actually model coming soon. I think hmm. there's a lot of things coming soon. We, we have a lot to offer, by the way, right now. <laughs> but we are also developing and innovating. And coming soon, we're going to have a calculator that shows you the internal value, the external value, the retirement value, and the legacy and estate value. And what you will find in most cases is having whole life enhances every area of your life. Dan, I don't know if that answered your question, but... Two is better than one in a lot of cases, not always. And I, for those people that are super analytical, you might be able to look and say, you would actually on one metric be better off putting cash into a real estate. Like I'll give you that, that, that might be the case, 
But when you add up all the results and all the other benefits to your whole life, it's usually not even close. But we're making a we're making a calculator just to address that um, question yeah. because we have so many real estate people coming to us, and we're we love working with real estate people. But it's a common question that comes up, and I think it's it, it's missed. Is there anything that you want to add to that? Yeah, I would just say when it comes to using life insurance as a tool to invest in the real estate with within the first, you know, five to seven years, you're always going to probably be better off investing into real estate only without putting into life insurance. But at some point in time, you're going to have more cash value in there due to compounding interest than you would if you didn't put it in there. So you're going to have more of a liquidity bucket, an opportunity bucket to be able to go use more deals. So over a period of time, you're going to have more access to more capital to use for real estate once you have that engine rolling. So It's uh, it's just one of those things that you know it may take some time, but in the end, we you know we're thinking long term. We're thinking wealth, wealth building, legacy, all of these things, and so that's why life insurance is a powerful tool in the future. An example is, don't start a business because in the first couple of years you might not have the liquidity that you need, but the business in itself is an economic value engine that over 20, 30 years, way outperforms what you could have done in an alternative account. Same thing goes. Same thing goes with the end asset. Is we have to think. We, ha- we have to understand what we're measuring. If you're only measuring the first three years, you're better off doing term and investing the difference. But that's a really short time frame, in my humble opinion. Um, Mariah is wondering the difference between convertible term and regular term. Yeah, that's a, it's a simple question or simple answer. And, uh, and convertible term just allows you to take your term insurance and convert it into a whole life policy. Regular term, uh, you, you can't do so. It's just a, a 30 or 10, 15, 20 year, 30 year term that essentially ends after its term. You get no premiums back, no premiums are saved up yeah. and you can't convert that into a whole life. And so there's only certain companies that offer that. Um, and you know, for us specifically, we always want to try to start somebody with a convertible product because it has the ability to, you know, create an and asset for itself. For, for a few dollars more, you get to have so many more options and we like options at Better Wealth. Another question, why would I want life insurance if I don't have a family? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, the, the answer to that is, if you are somebody who believes in the power of overfunded whole life insurance and the end asset, uh, there's going to be a point in time when you're going to need to go with the underwriting. Yeah. And that's going to be today, tomorrow, five years from now, 10 years from now. And for that individual, the sooner, the better right? When you're younger, it's better. It's going to be cheaper to get term. And on top of that, um, you're probably going to be a lot healthier and you're not going to have to have the future potential of going through some type of uncertainty of a health issue. And on top of that, there's going to be somebody in your life that could use the death benefit, right? It may not be a family, but it could be a charity, right? It could be somebody that's on your your heart. Uh, At the end of the day, in my opinion, it's almost selfish to ask the question is like, well, if I don't have any family, like why do I have the death? Like somebody somewhere can use your death benefit. And on top of that, you have the convertible piece to have that for the future when you're ready to invest in yourself. It all comes down to efficiency and you could make the argument. I'm with you on the legacy piece, by the way. I think the value of your life is always measured by how much of it was given away. But at the end of the day, comes down to efficiency. And I think that argument can be made for most cases that an and asset actually makes you more efficient over your lifetime while you're living, while you're living. And and then the the death benefit and the estate value is just a cherry on top, which may be way more valuable for some watching than others. Um, but that's a good question. Um, 
I had a question. Oh, let, let me address Mariah's question for why $10,000 is the minimum. Here's So there's a couple different avenues that people would want as it relates to an and asset and, and using it to their life. If you've read my book, you're very much, you know that this book is very much the person who sees themselves as valuable, values control, and has other other uses to to use capital to invest in either themselves or business or whatever. And so that's that's something to look at and that's that's good to know. If you're going to do that, we we want this policy to perform well and what we know about front loading policies and other things, you honestly would be more efficient getting term insurance, saving up in a side account until you can actually front load your policy with at least 10,000 and it just would be like you would actually be in a better off position than doing like a $200 a month um, deal uh, as it relates to like if you actually measure the policy, you will get better results by maybe waiting a year and doing and front loading than just doing like the $200 a month. Now, there's a couple caveats and this comes down to the psychology of money. There's some people that they need that discipline of actually signing up for a policy and doing monthly policy pre like premiums that's you got to know that about you and that and it may make sense in your personal situation to start smaller um and and then obviously for kids a lot of times you can't even put ten thousand dollars on kids depending on the the family situation and so but the caveat that i want is if you're someone that more buys into the and asset as a portfolio des design like a, you want it as a portion of your whole portfolio and you want to very much wait till the future and it's all about retirement cash flow but you're primarily going to look at stocks or maybe like pensions and you want the and asset to be a, a port, part of your portfolio that enhances that that's where the the minimums aren't really a thing because one of the benefits is not tapping into your policy in the first five years it's more the goal is is it's maybe going to replace like a bond fund or others and so for those people that very much like your main thing is your 401k and other things and you just want this as an as an enhancer then then we could potentially have a conversation about starting a small policy but if you are if you're seeking the control and you want the liquidity in a policy ironically it's better off getting term insurance and converting and one thing that we're very strong at is it's you need you need life insurance you should want life insurance and it should be at the foundation regardless if it's permanent or not we want to have a solid foundation um anything else you want to we're going we're going long here this is this is supposed to be like 10 minutes there's there's tons of questions and that's why it's very clear that we need an and asset youtube channel and you need an and asset vote because there's hundreds of questions we have i have more you know there's more here and we can honestly we can do it you know all night so in, you're giving very very thorough answers so yeah uh, mariah asked again um yeah, um, I have heard that people have multiple policies. What determines the number of policies someone can have, and what are the limitations? It comes down to their human life value. Yep. If if Dom is worth five million, and by the way, just to also highlight another question: if Dom Dom can get reapply, go through underwriting again, and be worth more in the future, that should be a lot of our goals. Is like you're not just if you're 21 listening to this. When you're 30, you might actually be able to get a lot more life insurance. So that's one thing to note. But going back to Mariah's question, if at this time Dom's where Dom can only get five million dollars of life insurance, he can have unlimited policies 
but those total can't go over five million. If the if all the insurance companies are on the same page, there are some insurance companies that underwrite a little bit differently. That's like the ninja tricks. That's you guys gotta work work with us to get those ninja underwriting tricks. Yeah. But overall, that's a that's a good question. Dom, any anything that you yeah, want to add to just, that? Just just to add to that is it's not just also your human life value. It's also the human life value of the people around you that are you know have an insurable interest to you, right? You can get policies on your kids. You can get policy on your wife. You can get policy on your employees. You can get policy on anybody that's a key person in your life. So that's why individuals have 30 plus policies or banks, you know, have thousands and thousands of policies and they can have billions of dollars of, you know, of tier one assets like on life insurance because they can get it on their executives and individuals like that. So it is also, yeah, like you said, it is your human life value for how many you can get on yourself, but you can be the owner and control that capital with multiple policies with other people if you have an insurable interest in them. I love it. Any final words for Friday night? I, what is this even called? The Better Wolf Live late night. The late night special, baby. Let's go. <laughs> what, did, what did Dan say? We're the, the biggest guns on a Friday live. <laughs> well, yeah, let's make that more singular. I'll, I'll be the, I'll, my words can be the guns. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Any, yeah. Anything that you want to say? No, man, I had a lot of fun uh, answering life insurance questions in general and talking about the end asset. I've, I've truly gained a true joy for it, which is why I love being in the front lines and answering questions for people that come through. And uh, I'm excited for the, the channel to come up and uh, just continue to pour into that. I love it. We appreciate every one of you watching on a Friday evening. Uh, if you live in the Denver area, Colorado area, be safe as we get crushed with snow. Have an amazing weekend. Go out and continue to live intentionally. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.